Hey there, this is David Fitzgerald, the author of Jesus Mything in Action, and you're listening to The Canadian Atheist. The God of the Old Testament is arguably the most unpleasant character in all fiction. <laughs> Jealous and proud of it, a petty, unjust, unforgiving control freak, a vindictive, bloodthirsty ethnic cleanser, a misogynistic, homophobic, racist, infanticidal, genocidal, filicidal, pestilential, megalomaniacal, sadomasochistic, capriciously malevolent bully. Welcome to The CA, a podcast about news, current events, and commentary on all things atheism from a Canadian perspective. This podcast carries the explicit tag and wears it like a motherfucking badge of honor. So if you get offended, switch off. The CA records each Sunday live from Apostasy Studios. For more, please visit our Facebook page for the latest news, updates, and previews on some upcoming shows. You can email us at theca at rogers.com, and if we're amused or tweaked by your email, we'll use it on the show. And now, here are Michael and Dean. All right, and here we go. Welcome to the CA. Today is Monday, January 8th, 2018. There we go. I am Michael. I am Dean. Uh, happy New Year, brother. Happy New Year, episode 39 of the New Year. Episode 39. So 30 more and then we'll be on the good episode. <laughs> 69, dude. Oh, I'm dating myself now. Yeah. You, want, you saw Bill and Ted, right, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's seen Bill and Ted. All right. Wasn't sure. For, it's uh, funny, though, because we have um, um, co-op students in our office. So they're, like, in college, they're, like, 20 and stuff like that. And they, they like, they... All my references are way too old for that. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's it's just like when did I become the old guy? Well, it's like one of the one of the reference points I use is, "Are you alive when Star Wars came out?" Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Netflix another good series is called "The Toys That Made Us." The Toys That Made Us. Yeah, there's four episodes. Is it one, like a documentary kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. one's about Star Wars. One's about Barbie. One's about G.I. Joe, yeah, one's about, about He-Man. Say. Yep, I had all those. I didn't have Star Wars. I didn't really have Star Wars toys. No? But I had He-Man. I had G.I. Joe. Um, I had a robotics set. I don't know if you remember that. Robotics. Robotics. It was kind of oh, like... Oh, yeah. It, it, was, it, but it wasn't until you sang the jingle that I yeah, got it. Yeah, you put it together, and then it had a motor, and you can you can like make arms move or make yeah. the wheels turn, but I it was that. so slow. It sucked balls. It was like... Um, robotics was like... It was kind of like Mechano. Yeah, only, only did of. Only it did shit. Yeah. 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 But the, it moved so slow, it was like pointless. You know, like <laughs> like the, 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 the big thing they put the shuttle on to get it to the launch pad? It moved like that. Oh wow! <laughs> it was like so. It started up a and, kilometer okay, a day. It come was, back tomorrow and you'll oh, see something. It was horrible. I was like, okay, this is gonna be just like the commercial. Oh, oh. <laughs> lunch bag letdown. Yeah, yeah. No, but I like I had I had lots of GI Joe stuff. The little the little figurines, and I yeah. had the GI Joe base and oh, the really? Cobra, like the the lead Cobra guy, which is the silver face. Well, do you like remember that. what his name was? Because uh, it was Cobra Commander. Who had kind of like the, you know, who had like the blue metal. Yeah. With the kind of Hitler helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The silver face guy was Destro. Destro. I didn't remember that. Yep. Okay. No, I had, I remember I had this, the, the guys on skis. Um, oh, okay. The, the, like he had the, the white coat and he had skis. And I remember seeing how cool it was in the commercial. So I took him outside so I could play with like in the snow. And it really wasn't as cool yeah. as the commercial. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
And uh, okay, no, it didn't do anything. It didn't do any of the shit it was supposed to. Well, no, I'm like I'm sh- like this. Like this is nearly as cool as a commercial is. Yeah, never is. <laughs> That's marketing for you. There you go. Um, so lots of shit going on. Lots of, of shit going on. A little bit of a break. We had a little two week hiatus, but we're back at it now. Um, hope everybody's doing okay. I haven't run report numbers to see anything. Cool. Um, I've just taken time off, so it's good. But uh, we'll get get back at it. And um, but Merry Christmas. That's right. That's <laughs> and right. Happy New Year. That's right for everybody. For everybody that did that, did you see that dumb fucking asshole commercial? Which one? The the Trump commercial. It's like would they bring in all the fucking hicks? And it's like you know, thank you for lowering my taxes. Thank you for securing our borders. And at the end of it, they had this little kid saying, thank you for letting us say Merry Christmas again. Oh my God. It's like, fuck off. It's like Christmas See, this, fucking everywhere. One of the reasons I don't have cable, so I don't have to look at that shit. <laughs> it was, um, I, I, I couldn't live without cable anymore because pretty much all I watch is CNN. <laughs> I, like, watch, I watch CNN every day as well on it's YouTube. It's like a drug. <laughs> it's like a drug. I watched exactly the snippets of like like uh, Tapper and 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 those guys, yeah. Don Lemon and stuff like that. Just rip them a new one every day. Yeah, I like Erin Burnett. Yeah, I like the way she calls people out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she, I would like like I'm waiting for um, uh, last week tonight to start up again. Oh, John Oliver. Yeah, because yeah, he's, he's awesome. Um, and then there's also um, Full Frontal, um, with uh, what's her name. Anyway, is that another comedy satirist kind of thing? Rachel Maddow? No, yeah, Rachel no, Maddow. no. Rachel Rachel Maddow's really good. Yeah, I haven't seen her in a while though. But this one is it's another it's another female comedy. Oh uh, yeah, thing. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, full frontal. Uh, Amanda with, B. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Amanda B. Yeah. So, uh, Oprah's gonna run for president, eh? <laughs> oh, God, I Jesus, hope not. Jesus, fuck. I hope not. So I put this thing out on Facebook. Uh, I don't know if you if you saw it or not, but it's just like fuck. It, and it's interesting because I got some interesting reactions. So here's my dog. Hi, Fan. And he's gone. Um, I got some interesting reactions to it. One, I wasn't sure how it was going to... I wasn't sure the reaction I was going to get. Which one did you put up? Basically that... Um, the gist of it was... You know, I think basically you could put a train chimp or a magic eight ball. Oh right! I saw you. Yeah. I saw that come up, but I didn't get a chance. To and it would is be it'd be as good as Trump. <laughs> um, but you know, it's like if you if you want if all you're going to do is trade a reality TV talk show host for another TV talk show host, yeah. and think you're going to get some kind of epiphany, you're delusional. Yeah. Um, because just because she has a bajillion dollars, and you know, gave gifts away like Oprah's favorite things, yeah. doesn't mean she knows what the fuck she's talking about. Because she still knows, she knows jack shit about, about policy. Exactly. You need somebody who knows what they're doing. Shannon somebody who's I, been through the whole process. Exactly. You and I are on the same page, brother. Shannon and I had an interesting conversation. She's like, she's like, no, you don't have to do that. You, you surround yourself with the people that know. And I said, well, yeah, I can, while I understand you have to surround yourself with smart people who know these jobs and stuff like that, at the end of the day, you're still the one signing the bill into law. You're still the one signing the executive order. And you have to be able to, you have to know shit yeah. in order to do shit. And she hasn't done shit. Exactly. At least, for, now she's done lots of things. And she's not like Trump in that at least she she came from nothing. Yes. Right? She came from nothing. She remembers poverty. what it's like to have nothing. Sure. I hope. Yeah. Um, so she came from nothing. So she's already got a huge leg up on somebody who just got a, a you know a no interest loan from daddy yeah. who was already a millionaire. 
because uh, Trump has never wanted for anything in his entire life. No. Except maybe the times he's gone bankrupt. Uh, anyway, but so, but we don't need, and someone, someone commented, uh, I don't want to say her name, but somebody commented on the post basically saying, we don't need another celebrity present president no we do not this is this has at least shown us that that's not what we want yeah and i mean could she do a good job well based on trump yes it's possible you know but so could but so could bozo the circus chimp like (laughs) fucking anybody can you know yeah comparatively the chimp holding the magic eight ball yeah if you if you compare it to trump then she could do a good job if you compare it to obama then no Exactly. And it's funny. I said that, I said that to somebody else I was talking to today. It's like, if you think, if you think she could, like, let's say she goes, let's say she does, and let's say she wins, right? She will never be the female Obama. And she's a big religious nut too. So here's the other thing that I was talking. And it's funny because she's got a lot of stuff on there. She basically, Hemnet Meta did a great video um, the friendly atheist Hemnet, Hemnet Meta, check him out his blog on Patheos. Um, he did a great video, basically, he's kind of slagging her, yeah, saying that she writes off atheism altogether. Yeah, she had this woman on. She had this woman on her show a bunch of years ago. I don't know how long it was, but a bunch of years ago, saying, "Oh, you know, uh, you know, you know, if how do you experience awe? You know, something yeah. like that. Something yeah. to do with awe." And then she says, well, I don't, I don't think you're an atheist because, oh, well, that's just what God is. And I was nope. like, fucking no. <laughs> fucking no, it isn't. You fucking idiot. Fucking no. That right there is, and, she should not be president. And it's funny because, and when I was talking to Shannon, she's like, well, you know, it's kind of a lot. I'm like, no, that's the whole thing. You're writing off. And we were having this conversation. I said, I said, you know, the nuns, N-O-N-E-S, is now a larger voting block yeah. in the United States than the entirety of the black population. And the entirety of the Jewish population. She's like, that's, Shannon's like, that can't be a thing. So I, I say my phone, I'm like, hey, boom, I'm not going to say it now. Uh, what is the percentage of the U- U.S. population that is black? And yeah. it's 12.6%. Is it that low? It is that low. And the Jewish lobby is around between one and two. The nuns are now at about 14%. Yeah. So, so there you go. We, quote unquote, we from Canada, uh, we are now a larger, potentially larger lobby, and to write off that much of the pop of the population, um, I, I, I'm a firm. I, I believe I shouldn't say I believe. I'm convinced. I'm virtually convinced that Obama was an atheist. Oh yeah, is, is an atheist. For sure. But like Sam Harris said in Letter to a Christian Nation, um, you know, saying that is basically it is the perfect impediment to be elected to high office. In the yeah, US. which is. Right. Uh, I don't remember who it was, whether it was Sam Harris or not, but they were saying that we are actively neglect, like like leaving out the most qualified people for a position. Yeah, it's possible. Not that not that atheists have, you know, not that atheists are even necessarily the smartest people. You know, we talked about this before. Francis Collins, head of the Human Genome Project, yeah. Bible-believing Christian, he's a fucking genius. Yeah. He just happens to believe some dumb shit. Um, you know, but you... You know, you have like look at Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders basically admitted that he didn't believe in God. Yeah. And I'm I'm not sure whether that is what sealed his fate no. or when he called himself a democratic socialist. No, I think because, democratic socialist because is, American is what did it. because America cannot handle the word socialist. Yeah, they think they, 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 they can't they, process it's equated it's equated with the devil. Yeah, they can't process that word. Um so and what's funny because that that'll take us a little bit to our last story, because I have a semi good story. <laughs> 
because I, I know you've been close to suicide the last several weeks. Because <laughs> uh, every time every time we finish, I'm like, a good story. Not really. But I actually have a somewhat good story. So we got a bunch of new sh- uh, shit to get to. And uh, we're, we're probably going to, for everybody out there listening, uh, be recording uh, twice this week. Uh, we'll do it uh, today and then probably again either Saturday or Sunday, depending on what your schedule is, because mine's open. Yeah. You have kids and they ruin everything. Um, <laughs> so we'll see how that all shakes out. But uh, so we got a bunch of uh, shit to get to. And uh, oh, I got to tell you, some of the regular news sources let me down this week, brother. Oh, really? Yeah. But uh, I managed Week to. Christian Magazine, nothing? Christian Week Magazine had pipe. <laughs> it fuck all. <laughs> but I did manage to find some interesting stuff. I managed to fa- find some sackcloth and ashes. You know who that guy is, right? No. Okay, I'll tell you. It's, it's funny. Um, anyway, we, we can't... I think the first thing we have to talk about is Fire and Fury. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> now, this... Like, okay, I, I'm of two minds. Because every like everybody says about this author that he makes things look worse than they are or he makes things up like he wasn't actually there so he colors it a little bit can you make but it worse thing, than it is with trump? but the, yeah but that's just it because it's about trump you could say anything and it would be believable believable yep because right. he's so bad cocaine and hookers oh exactly. yeah totally. you could say he has cocaine and hookers in the oval office and people <laughs> would be like maybe he does yeah not that far-fetched <laughs> uh so uh, this first story is actually is from the Patheos uh, blogs, uh, Ed Brayton. His new book about Trump contains serious bombshells. It says Michael Wolff has a new book. Obviously, we don't need to talk about this too much. Everybody knows Fire and uh, Fury inside the, uh, the Trump White House. And it contains some serious quotes from Trump associates causing major headaches um, uh, for Trump as excerpts of the book have become published around the web to promote it. And Trump has done what Trump does. Did you see, did you see the tweet from Trump oh. and the reply from Mark? <laughs> I didn't see the reply. Oh, the Mark Hamill reply? No. Oh, I, are God. you talking about the tweet where it says I'm like really smart? Well, he there was there was that tweet, but then Mark Hamill replied to the tweet that he like he 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 sent out an initial tweet about the book, and then Mark Hamill replied to. I'll see if I see if I can find it. Okay. Well, we were while you were doing that, I'll finish reading this a little bit. Yeah. It says uh, so in response, Trump just calls it all bullshit. And he spoke out about it on Twitter. And the the one interesting thing where he said, you know, I'm basically, I'm a really stable genius. <laughs> an idiot. And I'm like really smart. Yeah. Like. I'm really like smart. really smart. He actually so, typed the word like. Exactly. He's a teenage girl. Yeah. Right? Um, although I can't really say that because I say like a lot too. But, but uh, he's president of the United <laughs> States for God's sake. He's like the most fucking powerful man in the free world. Like, it's like Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. It's like Beavis well, and the, Butthead. Well, there was that, that meme going around yeah, too, Yeah, exactly. Right? I'm like really smart. So, uh, <laughs> SMRT. Uh, but the, the whole thing, I mean, I think that it's interesting. I think it's interesting on a, on a couple of fronts. What's going to be really fascinating, uh, at least from my perspective, is how he responds to his family slagging him. Because he views, you know, he views that as such an important part, right? Loyalty, loyalty to the family and stuff like that. Like, apparently there's stories about Ivanka making fun of his hair and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't have any, so maybe I can't talk. But his is ridiculous. If I had his hair, I'd shave my head. Um, <laughs> and you do anyway, so it's not that big a loss. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm not going to lose any sleepover. Did you find it? 
Yeah. Okay. Um, so this was Donald J. Trump's uh, original tweet from after the book was released. It says, Michael Wolff is a total loser who made up stories in order to sell this really boring and untruthful book. He used sloppy Steve Bannon, who cried when he got fired and begged for his job. Now sloppy Steve Bannon um, <laughs> has been dumped like a dog. Um, and then it says, bye. I guess there was more. But anyway, so... Mark Hamill replied, Congratulations, sir. This dignified, statesmanlike tweet is the perfect way to counter the book's narrative that you're an impulsive, childish dimwit. <laughs> I, but it's interesting. I, Shannon, Shannon actually remarked about this, and I thought it was really funny. Everybody has to have a nickname. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Sloppy Steve, Crooked Hillary. Everybody, Rocket Man, yeah, Little Rocket Man. Everybody has to have a nickname, and it, it is fucking kindergarten. It's totally he like saying that he is a child is is the exact description of him. I mean, my six year old is more mature than him. That's fucking scary. It's ridiculous, and, and I don't doubt it. In, I don't. I don't doubt it in the least. I almost said his name. Uh, okay, so. I don't think we need to talk about that too much more. Um, Shannon's reading the book now. Yeah. Okay. So I'll just I'll get read the, it when she's done. I'll just get the Cole's note. No, she has the the, paper, oh, the okay. Kobo version. So Kobo in Canada is Kindle, basically for all you people that are wondering. We have Kindle here too. Yeah, no, but <laughs> do they have Kobo in the U.S.? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Kobo Kindle. Amazon Kindle, right? And right. It's, yeah. And it's the. But yeah. Kobo is. Indigo. Indigo and they... Chapters. Yeah, but Indigo bought... Cha- Isn't Indigo US? I don't know. I don't know either. Okay. Send us an email <laughs> to com and tell us. Okay. So we just came out of uh, 2017, right? Yes. And... Eight days ago. That's right. And uh, the Patheos blogs, uh, Jonathan Pierce wrote a little, uh, little article titled how religion shaped 2017 and i found this pretty interesting all right now this is this is uh, mostly um u.s centered but uh i think it's interesting so america with trump at the helm is clearly becoming a discriminatory place uh for minority muslims anti-islamic incidents have soared uh compared to, compared to even 2016 which saw a 44% uptick in anti-Muslim hate crimes and a 57% increase in Islamophobia overall. Now, I take take issue with Islamophobia. With those two things. Um, Anti-Muslim crime is disgraceful. Yes. Um, Because an individual is a Muslim. Yes. A Muslim is an individual who follows the Islamic tradition. Yes. I personally, and I could catch hell for this, but I don't think Islamophobia is a bad thing. And I'll tell you why I say that. Is Well, it's the same thing as Christianophobia or Jewish. Exactly. Precisely. Precisely. Um, because I, I do have a phobia mm-hmm. or a, or no, I won't even say phobia because it's not irrational. I have a rational fear against a group of people who have dumb beliefs that say, because I'm an atheist, if I go to some country, I'll get my fucking head chopped off. Yeah. 
Um, we, you know, with, and let's just not pick on on Islam here, right? Because Christianity, five hundred years ago, I'd have been burned at the stake as a heretic. Oh yeah. Um, and maybe in some places now, right? Um, well, in, in definitely some places now. We have there's fourteen countries where you they, yeah you, they find out you're an atheist, you're dead. Yeah. So, so I don't think. Hmm. Yeah. I I don't think is I don't think being afraid of Islam, its traditions and its tenets are a bad thing. Yes. I think when you when you look at those things and you take them out on people, that's horrific. Yes. I don't think you should hurt people based on their beliefs. I think you should talk to them and try to talk them out of those beliefs. Have a conversation, but I don't think you should I don't think you should hurt people because of what they believe. And you cannot be um you cannot just assume somebody will do something that harms you just because of just because they're Islamic or whatever. Like, yeah. Like, like to be, a, to be, a, to be, to, to, to be afraid of somebody just because they're the wrong skin color or something is also very foolish. Sure it is. Yeah. It's like, um, I've talked about before my friend Mo. Yeah. Right. Who is a, uh, you know, who is, he's a Muslim and yet he's very gentle. Yeah. Right? He's a gentleman. My next door neighbor, right. Gentleman believes what I believe are silly things. Yeah. But you know, he's also not going to come you know, at me with a hatchet yeah. either. Right. And he knows exactly what your beliefs are and you know exactly, exactly what his beliefs are and your neighbors that get, get along fine. Yeah. Yeah. This is what we can do. Yeah. I would be better if everybody was rational yeah. and thought about what they believe and why they believe it. Right. But you, but you see it in the U S right. The, the Muslim ban, right. All these Muslim majority com- yeah. countries, stuff like that. There was somebody else. I was, I was watching another video and they were saying that, um, they took a set of actually it was uh, it was Dave Chappelle on his on one of his latest comedy sketches. Mm-hmm. He said that like there was seventeen I think um, mass shootings over it must have been over like two days or something. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he was saying there were seventeen mass shootings. Out of those, two were done by Muslim people, and the rest of them were done by tiki toting white people. Sure, yeah, right. So yep. it's like, yeah, it's not they're not the problem. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's at least it's not hard. in America. It's hard because it's such high profile, right? Ever since 9 11. Ever yeah. since 9 11, if you are brown and you do something wrong, you are, you are bin Laden incarnate. But like you were saying, what, like, what are the percentages? The, the percentage of, of blacks in America are 12% or 12.6%. And, and the Jewish people are 2%? A, around a little less. Right. So, what's the percentage of. Of Muslim people in America. Oh, I don't it's, know that. Actually. It's got to be pretty low. Yeah, I don't know that actually. Um, you know, we'll do that for the next show. We'll find out what the percentage of. Uh, well, actually, let's we just do. We do have the let's, internet. Let's do a little thing right here. <laughs> hey Siri, what is the percentage of the U.S. population that is Muslim? The answer is about zero point four percent. Wow. Zero point four percent. Zero point four percent. All right, so there's not a lot of people. Yeah. So you can be afraid of Islam, but being afraid of the Muslim people in America, not so much. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree with that. Now, what's interesting is all of that anti-Muslim bigotry, I think yeah. it's safe to call that, is served up by the fact that, listen to this, Trump garnered 80 one percent of the evangelical vote in 2016. That's deplorable. Eighty-one percent. 
Now, e- evangelical is weird because evangelicals like crazy believing. Right? <laughs> that's <laughs> dunk the whole body for baptism. Exactly. Like that's like Ted Haggart, even worse than Ted Haggart. That's like um So eighty one percent of those people is really only like five votes. I hope. <laughs> Sadly, I think it's a lot more than that. Sadly, I think it's a, a lot more than that. Um, now, what's what's interesting is, and we we kind of talk about this a little bit out of order. So, uh, the spiritual in 2017, the spiritual but not religious, are becoming a serious um, are becoming a serious demographic. Yeah, at about fifteen percent. Okay, so yeah, so right there, that's 30% of the vote. If you take the nuns and the spirituals. Yeah, right there. Um, and a lot of this is being, uh, a, a lot of what shaped, uh, the other thing I talked about is, I'm, I'm, go- I'm jumping around a little bit, but uh, basically kind of hitting the highlights of what this guy talked about, you know, religion in 2017. But the scariest thing that he talks about is Christian nationalism mm. being on the rise? So people that people that believe stuff like God made Trump president, yeah. you know, people who want to see people who want to see, you know, evolution taken out of schools, people who want to see you know national you know you know the national prayer breakfasts you know held at every school, you know, every morning before class, yeah. and saying a prayer before they say the pledge of allegiance. And stuff like that. And that, um, of the people polled, 41% of the people polled believe that Christianity should be, if not is, the official religion of the United States. If that's the question, what is the official religion of the United States? It would have to be Christianity. Yeah. But... You know, but then that, that goes into the whole, right, the, I don't, and I don't know what the amendments are, right, but, you know, the government shall make no establishment for religion, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what the, re- I don't know what the wording of them is. But, you know, like, and Hitchens talked about this in a lot of his books, right, you know, people like Thomas Paine and, and these people who were, who were humanists and who specifically, like, when the founding fathers were putting this shit together, they specifically said, let's leave this part out. Yes. Do whatever the fuck you want in in your house, but let's leave that shit out of the laws and the government shit. Exactly. They got that. They got that right. They had their thinking caps on when they wrote yeah. that one. We down don't because have that nobody here. else did that. We don't have it here. Like they came from England, where it was where it was in place. I mean, yep. we we didn't bother to write that in our in our constitution. Exactly. Um, but luckily, they have it in theirs, and it was and and it, like they say, like our founding fathers were Christian or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure they believed in God because there was no alternative. Yeah. But they knew. To keep it out of the government, they knew that much at least because they 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 could see it. They could they could see the devil on the horizon, whatever you want to <laughs> yeah. call it. I mean, because you you know it's just gonna it's just gonna cause problems. Probably, yeah, probably. So they're not expecting twenty eighteen to be a lot better. A lot better. Well, no. Um, and this story ties directly into it, uh, and that is. Will the world end this year? <laughs> of course it will. Every year is a new another another try. Yep. Because we've got people like Jim Baker, Kevin Swanson. Uh, Kevin Swanson's the sackcloth and sackcloth and ashes guy. Okay. He's he's the he's the pastor who 
um, was was protesting same sex marriage so much. And he's saying, you know, it's like if I was the if I was the parent of one, of one of these things that couples getting married, you know, I would I would go to the church and I would cover myself in sackcloth and ashes. There's a story from the Bible mm. about people covering themselves in sackcloth and ashes, basically as like as shame or guilt or mm. stuff like that. Shame, shame, shame. shame. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so is the world going to end? Well, I mean, the people like this, the, the people I mentioned before, they they've been talking about it for years, right? Every year, every year, every year. Okay. Well, um, they just do some funny calculations and like, oh yeah, we were wrong before. Yeah. And every other time that you said it was going to end. Yep. So the article reads, and this is from, who wrote this? Uh, J.H. McKenna from the Patheos blog. In every year of the calendar, for ages and ages, up to and including this year, there have been religious persons convinced that the end of the world is coming soon. People in numerous, uh, in numerous religions have held this view. But the end never comes. No, it doesn't. This has a cool kind of scientific ending to it, this story. Oh, okay. I know Is he going to say the world's going to end <laughs> in four billion years? So, um, so it says, Believing in the imminent end of the world begs for interpretation. And when you talk to the religious leaders, they all have a different scheme on it right Mm -hmm. everybody talks about it differently every few decades true blue end timers rid themselves of possessions they quit their jobs they travel to remote spots and wait because the end is coming next tuesday then tuesday comes and then wednesday comes and then it never happens um this happens so in the um in the studies that i've been doing with jehovah's witnesses yeah right the guy that comes over every week um jehovah's witnesses they've done this a lot um, predicted end times. Yep. That basically, because they, so one of the things they follow is that it, it says in the book of revelation, it says a witness shall be a witness shall be made to all the inhabited nations. And then the end will come. Okay. A witness. shall. Okay. that's why witnesses go door to door. They are trying to usher in the end. They, they know that basically the more people they talk to, the closer they get to the end. They want the end to come. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, 1971, the year I was born, was one of those times that basically the the, the hierarchy of the Watchtower Bible and uh, Bible and Tract Society said, "That's it. We're done. We've done. We've done the math, <laughs> and we've done the math. And here we are. It's this year. Buckle up." So they quit their jobs. They did all this stuff, and they and they gathered together in their kingdom halls and shit like that. Yeah. And fucking nothing happened. Yeah. Right. Because it's like Y two K. Nothing happened. <laughs> Um, the clock just keeps although on Although I was ticking. worried about Y2K. Cause I didn't, Why? Because I was just a, I was afraid, I was afraid that, like, the companies and stuff like that, I was listening to all the conspiracy theories. And I'm like, all the companies, you know, they're going to, it's, it's going to switch over and they're not going to know what to do. I didn't think that there was going to be a global apocalypse. I figured shit would go down and then be like, okay, uh, okay, now turn it back on, click, and then it would go back on again. I figured it would be like a little burp, burp, and that would be it. I... I knew that there were there was gonna be a problem with the certain pieces of software that are date bound. Right. Um, I didn't think that all the nuclear missiles were gonna fire oh, I didn't or think anything that. like that. I I'm sure that. maybe some companies, you know, got screwed over because they didn't get to hmm. update their software in time or whatever. But I mean, there was it was really it was really a non-issue. I mean, and everybody who had a Mac was totally fine because Mac used four four digit dates for the year. Yeah. Um, that's and why use, uh, that's why I use Mac. 
And yeah, so it was really, it was, it was a complete non-issue. Yep, it was. It was. Um, so the, I don't even know why, like why that, that was even a thing. I mean, like what did, what were they thinking when they coded it and who knows what did they think was going to happen? Who knows? So this article continues on. It says, but why must the world come to an end for the religious person? Isn't it enough that your own singular life will come to an end and you'll go to the happy place? Um, why is it so desirous for the world to end? Um, and and it, it takes on different kinds of different things for for different religions, right? For, uh, some people say that oh well, you know it's going to be, and this is me jumping off script here of the, of the article, but you know it's like this is how everything, this is how the scores are settled, mm-hmm. right? Jesus comes riding out of the clouds on a whatever it is, and all the bad people get their comeuppance, and all the good people go to the good place, and shit like that. And I think that's I think there's a need for. And I get it from a religious perspective, the need for justice. Yeah. Right. For because ultimate justice. If you think about it, if you think about it, the fact that uh, people like Hitler and Stalin, between the two of them, killed millions and millions and millions and millions mm-hmm. and millions of people. The fact that they're just dead. Right. Yeah. It's like, well, they're they're dead. They're gone. Yeah. Right. And Hitler's not. He's not secretly in South America somewhere. You know, he died in Germany. Yep. <laughs> you know, he, he dead. Um, I don't remember how Stalin died, but he dead too. And they're, they're just gone. They just are. And I think for some people, they're like, but they did so much bad. Yeah. You know, that they, there should be this, you know, there should be this punishment. But all the people that did so much good, they're just dead too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody ends the same way. Yep. You just end. Turn the page. Yeah. Done. That's right. Um, Metallica. Yes, very good. Up. Well, no, it's they, that was a cover. Yeah, but still, yeah, it was. Yeah. In, that's that's the version I know. Yeah. Well, the, the, their version is better than the original. Who did the original? I don't remember the name of the. That's why it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but Metallica's version is better. Yeah, it is. Yeah. James Hetfield's got that gravelly voice. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Back to the article. In religious literature, stories about the beginning of the world, and this is a word I was not familiar with, etiology. 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 What's the beginning of the world? Yep. Um, Are not really about the actual beginning of the world. And stories about the end of the world, or eschatology, that word I did know, are not really about the end of the world. Origin stories are not about the past at all. They are not. Uh, they are not about eyewitnesses. And similarly, end time stories are not about the end of the world. In religious stories, beginnings are are not just about the past, but they're also about telling the stories to build the narratives for now. And eschatology for the end of the world is what you have to do to get to that. Yeah. So I found that I found that very interesting. Um, One thing that, that that people always say the end of the world, and it's not the end of the world. The world will keep on spinning and be here until the sun swallows it. Right. Our ability to live on the earth is going to come to an end. Did you see this? That reminds me. Did you see? Are you friends with Aaron Raw? No. On Facebook, he posted. He's in Reykjavik. He's in Iceland. Okay. Right now, or I think he's gone on to Sweden now. But he was last week. He was in Iceland. Yeah. And he he put a post out there on Facebook saying, you know, it's the middle of the night and it's minus three degrees Celsius. Wow. He's like, it should never be this warm in, in Iceland yeah. in, in the middle of winter, in the middle of the night. Yeah. 
And he said, con- he said, uh, it was colder here. By comparison, he said, it's colder in Northern Florida. Yeah. And he said, you know, and he, he goes on and he basically, but this is what we're talking about. When we're talking about global climate change. Yeah. This kind of thing, you know, it's like the, the way the world, the way the whole shifts are happening. If you add more energy into a chaotic system, it becomes more chaotic. Yeah. And I, I found it very interesting. I, um, that and the fact that he was trying to drink, he was telling stories about the beer that he was drinking <laughs> and it had like big, long names to it. Like, you know, Vikings. Well, yeah, those, those, those crazy names like that, that, that. That uh, volcano that went off. Yeah. <laughs> Weird ass name. Too. Yeah, it's like I forget 16 now. letters. But, uh, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, our ability to live on the planet. Okay, so now. Which now, will come to an end. Which will come to an end. But, okay. When we get down to the truth, okay, um, many scientists, in, in, including those of the NAS, or the National Academy of Science, say the literal end of the world is now figured at approximately 7 billion years. I didn't think it was that far in the future. Yep. Approximately 7 billion years is when our... Because they're saying that... um, So basically, our sun is at about about Mm half-life. Okay? But... And so they're saying end of the world, so end of the planet. Mm -hmm. Because the sun will start to expand. The sun is expanding currently. And that'll kill off the life, but it won't destroy the planet. Exactly. The globe will still be here. Right. But in about seven billion years, the sun will swallow yeah, the planet. Exactly, and as it you know as it will with Mercury, Venus, Mars, um, Jupiter will be eradicated as well as Saturn, Uranus, and basically the entire solar system will fall into disarray. Well, yeah, to, like the it won't. I don't think the sun will expand to the point where it reaches Mars. Oh no, no, it won't go that far. But it'll turn into a brown dwarf, and then but the gravity, else but the, but the gravity of that large a mass will affect what they're saying is it will affect the rest of the solar system yeah. drastically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at the what the gravity of the sun does with us now. Yeah. Just imagine it 25 times bigger. Well, it's that's I don't know if the gravity really cuz the mass stays the same. Cuz it's this it's it's fusing elements, right? But so the surface no, area, no but the surface area mass. No, but the surface area increases. Surface area doesn't matter. Okay. It's well, mass. Argue about the guys with NAS. Mass is 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 all what is is what is the key when it comes to gravity. Really? Right? Yeah. Okay. I'll take your word for it. It doesn't matter how big something is; it depends on how massive it is. Right. Okay. You're the science guy. <laughs> okay. Moving on. What's God punishing us for now? <laughs> take your pick. Yeah. Masturbating. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, this this also comes from uh, the Patheos blogs. Uh, it's time to play the Christian right's favorite parlor game. What's God punishing us for? Or sending us a message about? Uh, the answer is, of course, it's always whatever the person playing the game doesn't like. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. I, uh, this, uh, this is Ed Brayton again. He, I like the way he writes. Um, he says, it's usually abortion and the gay. <laughs> Um, con artist Jim Baker says the train, uh, the train derailment in Washington was a warning from God. Yes, of course. Okay. What about? He doesn't say. <laughs> it's a warning from God. What is he warning us about? I don't know. Uh, we don't know. But fucking get ready. Yeah. Because it's fucking coming. <laughs> it is hot as balls in don't here. Don't ride trains. Turn the fan on. I, you turn the fan on. All right. Um, fucking hot. Man, fucking. I got sweat dripping down my leg. There's more information than you need. 
Um, it's not sweat. <laughs> it's like, that's not sweat. Um, that stay on much? that side of the that, table. That, maybe that's too much. Yeah. What'd you do? You put on fucking thermonuclear. Yeah, that's good. That's that's one. All right. There we go. So, Jim Baker, quote, What do you think that train going off the tracks in Washington was about? He asked rhetorically. <laughs> and didn't provide an answer. Yeah. What is the spiritual side? Why right now? At this time of year? Because it's a fucking train derailment. What the fuck is wrong with you? But he just sta- <laughs> but then he just he's probably just standing there looking at the screen, right? Um, he's like <laughs> it's like Dora the Explorer. Ask a question and just stands there looking at go. the screen. Here you go. Now this is where he goes off the rails. Yeah. All right. Why this? Why now? Why this time of year? Right. Noting that the train was on its maiden voyage on a new stretch of track. Baker lightened the derailment to the sinking of the Titanic. You know what? When shit's new, it don't always work right. <laughs> Just because it's new doesn't mean it's better. Don't go throwing your science into this. <laughs> no, but we software is released brand new all the time. And guess what? It don't work right. <laughs> except, except when it's on a Mac. Um, <laughs> but, but that's what made it spiritually significant. Okay. The great preachers of all times have said that the Titanic is God's warning, Baker said. And I believe of here what? again, eh, just let him ramble. One of the one of the one of the fast new trains, brand new, crashed off the tracks on its maiden voyage, killing people. You had better listen to what's going on. <laughs> he hasn't said a fucking word. He hasn't said anything. But what was the Titanic a warning of? That happened over 100 years ago. Uh, well, just 103. Is it from 1914, right? It whatever it was, but still. Uh, like, over 100 years ago. Yep. What was the warning? Um, the gay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay. I'm pretty sure the exact same amount of gays exist today as there was, like, percentage-wise, as there yeah, was back exactly. then. Exactly. How many fewer people were there, were there on the planet 100 years ago? Yeah. A lot. Now, we move to the California wildfires. What's God punishing us for now? Uh, according to... Doesn't like all the gay animals. According to Christian pastor Kevin Swanson, he's getting specific. Those wildfires in California have done historic damage. And they are a punishment from God because of the gay. That's his quote. That's his fucking quote. Because of the gay. All right. But I mean, like, they're saying that the the the, the wildfires have caused enormous devastation. Yes, they have. Yeah. But what's the reason for it? Lack of water. Climate change. Yeah. This is, this is your lack of understanding of... The basic scientific principles that is sending our world into the shitter, and you're blaming it on the gays. Yeah, that's right. Motherfucker. He goes on to say, 2017 was a window of opportunity for this nation to repent, and it didn't happen, Swanson said. It was a year of God's judgment on America. God brought judgment on America in 2017, and 2017 brought the worst hurricanes, and the worst forest fires in American history. And it's all because America embraced the gay. 
Kevin Swanson. I would is, rather. I would. Uh, he is. He's there so isn't full a single of, gay person that I can even fathom that I wouldn't rather embrace than either of these two fucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 so. And I've heard I've heard people say that they that they think he's secretly in the closet. And Usually. That he, and that he's so fl- you know. Uh, flummoxed by the whole thing and so flustered by the whole thing. Well, that's what they say. The people that, that that are that against it, yeah, feel it in themselves. Well, it's funny because, and I'm not a psych- psychiatrist, right? Like I said before, I only play one on TV. But <laughs> you know when when you're in the when you're in the playground, right? And a little boy goes up and tugs the pigtails of the girl. Yeah, yeah. It's because he likes the girl. Yeah. Right. So you think maybe he's actually screaming so much because he secretly likes the cock. <laughs> very very much he's going around and pulling he's, he's going to pull it on the cock because he likes it um i think that would be hysterical yeah you know what i just i just looked this up because I, I thought about something a hundred years ago the earth's population was 1.6 billion wow in a hundred years seven 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 point something it's in 1850 is 1.2 1900 1.6 1927 2 billion 1950 2.55 billion. So, I mean, they say that the uh, world's population is going to be like 30 billion or something like that, or 15 billion by the end of the century. Uh-uh. It's going to be a lot sooner than that. Yeah. And you, you know what? This this blows my whole theory out of the water about cable being the solution to this problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, it says for mid-year 2013, is estimated at 7 point zero nine five billion people by mid twenty thirteen. So what is it right now? It's probably like one point seven point one or seven point two. It's growing at an alarming rate. Yeah. Because you yeah. know what? Humans I was talking about this with my friend today. Humans don't have a breeding season. We can breed any time of the year. Yeah. And it's a problem. Like my wife is on a uh mums with boys group on facebook oh okay right so it's only mums who have boys no daughters oh interesting okay so and they talk about the shit they go through so somebody asked how many kids are there of the moms in this group so you put down you know the first mom puts down three the second mom puts down two the second the third mom puts down one and then like and or they they add it up so the first one puts three and then it's five and then it's six and then it's nine and then it's whatever right so you just keep going through so by the end of the day that that question was asked, it was over a thousand already. How many people? <laughs> I don't know how many, how many people mothers? are in this group, but it's ridiculous. Wow. <laughs> and it's that's a local group of women with really? only boys. A local group. In Durham. Jesus. Fuck. That's crazy. <laughs> and it's only moms with boys. It's not moms with mixed, and it's not moms with girls. That's ridiculous. There's way too many hu- humans on this planet. Wow, that's fucked up, man. Um, Kevin Swanson go- is still on a tear, though. Okay, he's he he goes on, he goes on to say that God set California on fire. <laughs> well, it was like a lightning bolt, right? <laughs> so fire. he must mean Zeus. Yeah, um, for turning homosexuals into heroes. According to, I really can't see God being that concerned about people being gay. Um, the well, creator the, of the universe. Oh, uh, you read the Bible, man. He don't like it. <laughs> you see, he mentioned it twice. Yeah, I know. He mentioned he, shellfish four times. I know. Why don't they say the 
California's on on fire because of Red Lobster. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> I'd be I'd be up Shit's Creek. Shannon and I went out for a dinner Friday night, and I had surf and turf. Well, there you go. Steak and shrimp. You heathen. Yeah. That's right. I'm fucked, man. It doesn't in any religion I'm fucked. Well, yesterday I had um, some shrimp and then I sucked a cock. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can't see how big my eyes got there for a second. <laughs> so, you know, I must be going to hell. <laughs> um, okay. So, Kevin Swanson, God was punishing the state for turning pedophiles and homosexuals into heroes. So, what about uh, what about Roy Moore? Yeah, what about Roy, yeah, what Moore? About let's, Roy let's, Moore? Let's talk about that. Yeah. Mother. Ugh. <laughs> In fact, it was a year of God's judgment on the state of California as well, he continued. He's just going, he's just fucking blathering on. You can go on, he has a whole YouTube channel. Who? And you can just, Kevin Swanson. Oh, yeah, okay. And you can just go on there. And it's just fucking hour after hour after hour. 7.6 billion. 7.6. Wow, yeah. that's fucked up, man. Hour after after hour of just, just mindless fucking dribble. Um, and yeah, I said dribble, not dribble, because it is just <laughs> fucking dribbling out of his mouth. It pisses Shannon off when I say that, because he's like, it's dribble. I'm like, it's dribble, because it's just fucking... <laughs> it's dribbling out of their fucking pie holes. Um, okay, as well, um, what does it say here? It says, so, <laughs> so there were some textbooks that were released in California, okay? Ten textbooks were introduced in California public schools that presented pedophiles and homosexuals as heroes, Swanson said. Okay, why can't they be heroes? <laughs> well, but he just, just made like that, everybody else he just made that shit up. He's like, oh, in California where all the forest fires were, the public schools are, they're putting in textbooks that have homosexuals and pedophiles as heroes. <laughs> He's just fucking making shit up. Oh, yeah. He's completely making shit up. Um, it's, well, it's, it's like the Affordable Care Act. They said that, that, that they, all the old people had to go in front of death panels or something like yeah, that. It's just oh, making just, shit up. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So, I mean... <laughs> The, so 20, 2018, man, we got to do something to turn 2018 around. I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah. There's this cool thing. It's called uh, World, uh, Worldometers, and it's got the current world population, 7.593 okay. billion. Burst this year, it's over 3 million already. Um, Jesus, fuck. Uh, Births today, 332,000. Deaths this year, 1.2 million. Um, deaths today, 137,000. Uh, so 200,000 more people are being born than are dying. Mm-hmm. Net population growth this year, 1.7 million. Actually closer to 1.8 million people. In eight days. This year, yeah. <laughs> In eight days. Net population growth today, 195,000. And the numbers keep going up right this is this is this is a this is a, a, a current count the numbers are moving wow yeah that's messed up and then you can expand each one and see what's going on it's just like they they say 11.3 billion or something by 2100 it's gonna happen so much faster than that there's no way we the uh, uh trump will be president then will he <laughs> <laughs> you might be if he turns away up to yeah, turns down all the laws. You can't yeah. vote for anybody else. Well, listen, we got a good news story here. It better be. Not really. Uh, um, <laughs> I 
get but, you. No, but it is. It's somewhat of a good news story. Okay. okay? There's a the, an Indiana church has documented proof that God answers prayers. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Now we got something. Now we got something. Documented proof. Documented proof. Brookville Road Community Church in New Palestine, Indiana. I didn't know that was a place. New Palestine. New Palestine, Indiana. Wow. Has done the impossible. They've proved that God answers prayers. I can't it was wait a to year, hear this. It was a year-long effort, but they now have 10,000 pieces of evidence that support God, takes their concerns seriously, <laughs> and grants their wishes. Nobel Prize coming. Pastor Chris Sorensen, he's another fuckhead, urged his congregation to keep a running tally of every time... Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) No, check this out. (laughs) Every time they believed God answered their prayers. (laughs) Uh, This is his proof. (coughs) What about every time he didn't? And then... And when it happened, they were supposed to write it down on a piece of paper and pin it on a billboard. <laughs> That's their proof. I, 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 I have nothing. I, uh, uh, hang on, no, it gets better. We had people say, my cancer is gone, said Sorensen. People got jobs. <laughs> People got jobs. Yeah, people got jobs. Now, what would be really interesting is how many of those people went on interviews. Yeah, pretty much all of them. Because if people walked up to the door like Publishers Clearinghouse and said, you've got a job, that would be interesting. Yeah. But I want to know how many of these people went on interviews. Yeah, how many people prayed for a job and then got a call to come in for an interview? When they've been praying for jobs. Praying for years. We have people praying for years. So what were the what was God doing the first few fucking years they were praying? He was fucking them over. We have people who've been praying for relationships to be restored for years. <laughs> so basically, God just waits around happened. for shit. So basically, so okay, okay. So every day that that prayer doesn't come through, they should pin something on a different board. <sighs> Listen, all that would do, listen, <laughs> all that would do is demonstrate, like Matt Dillahunty says, yeah, demonstrable. That, that, that prayer operates at approximately the same rate as chance. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to flip this coin and I'm going to pray that it's the heads. That's I'm going to pray that it's heads. Oh, look, it's heads. That's right. That's the answer prayers. Yep. Put a piece of paper up on the board. Yep. Yep. And. All of those miracles are attributed to our Heavenly Father. Oh that's it. That's, it, it, it. that's his whole thing. That's the whole thing. <laughs> so I want to, I just want to go back for just a quick second. Does he understand what the word proof means? No, clearly not. <laughs> I can't take it seriously. See, you laugh at these things, that just makes me angry. I can't help it. When they believed God answered their (laughs) prayers. Yeah. When they believed. Yeah. Now, you could you could you could put a twist on this, right? 
And what I would do, what I would do is I would say to these people, okay, so you believe it happened. Yeah. What convinced you? Yeah. What convinced you? Well, they got what they were asking for. They got but, a job. They got they they got they they got their whatever. They got their tax return came in and they got money. Had they filed their taxes? These are the <laughs> things. It's like when you when you do shit, likely some shit's gonna happen. <laughs> when you go in the interview, you either get the job or you don't. When you flip the coin, yeah. it's gonna come up one way or the but other. But they've been praying for years, so exactly. all the interviews they went on before were proof that their prayers. Didn't work. No, where's the board with those pieces of paper? (laughs) You listen, have faith. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, this is just it's 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 Uh, so I like they have 10,000 pieces of paper on this board if that's if that's actually a real thing, but (sighs) all they really did was attribute to deforestation, exactly. I mean, uh, it's just. (laughs) There's no my brown friend is turning red again. <laughs> any uh, he, like it's it, you just want to smack these people. Like how many people participated in this quote unquote study? It doesn't say. It's just it's probably six. He's probably there in the morning just pinning a bunch of pieces of paper <laughs> up on there just to get the numbers. It's up. a miracle. It's probably six people. It's ridiculous. how many how many people can be in New Palestine, Indiana? I don't know. Let's see. I don't know, yeah, really. <laughs> I'm all over these population boards. Hey, Siri. What is the population of New Palestine, Indiana? As of 2010, the population of New Palestine was 2,055. <laughs> thousand people! But that was eight years ago. Yeah, but still. So even if it's doubled, it's 4,000 people. <laughs> 4,000 people got 10,000 pieces of proof? And I don't even think it's everybody. Oh, Unreal. 2,000 fucking people. But I mean, like, what, you, like, what were they praying for? That the, that the sun would come up the next day? I don't know. I mean, you're praying that the, the supermarket has the kind of bread that you like, and then you go and it's there? Oh my god, sourdough, my favorite. Like, you pray that you're going to get a good parking spot, and then you do? Like, this is just, like... <laughs> yeah. And if you're handicapped, you don't have to pray for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hell for that one. It's just... Uh... All right, um, so this one here, uh, our last our last uh, news story for tonight comes from the National Catholic Reporter. All right. They didn't let me down. Um, the title of this article is Family Worried That Children's Health Insurance Will Be Cut. Okay. Now, this yeah, is... it will be because of Trump's in the end. This is, this is meant to be very provocative. Okay. But you have to listen to it. It says... Mothers are saying it's a pro-life issue. Huh? Just listen. It's, it's purposely meant to be provocative. It took years for Dakota Flores to get the correct medication to effectively treat her. Um, oh, pardon me. To correctly treat her 13-year-old son, eight, son's ADHD. But they, finally, uh, but, but they finally helped turn him from an angry child who was failing at school into a strong student with advanced placement history, uh, and uh, it's particularly in science classes. But now, the single mother of four condoms um, <laughs> <laughs> is worried that her son will fall off the scales. Why? The medication is no longer covered, and the CHIP program, 
mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. Children's Health Insurance Program in the U.S. is in dire jeopardy. Um, Orrin Hatch. Thank you, Trump. Yeah, Orrin Hatch. So it's the it's a, and most of it can be tied back to the whole tax thing that just went through, right? Well, actually, he hasn't signed it into law yet. No. Do you know why the fucker hasn't signed it into law yet? Why? Because he wants so all of the all of the benefits for individuals have expiration dates. All of the benefits for corporations are permanent. Ah. He doesn't want to sign the right, bill into right, right, law until like the close to the close to the middle of the first quarter of 2018, so that the benefits will appear. So it's like fake benefits for a while, and all of the shit won't start to happen until after the midterms. Uh, the midterms this year. Yeah. That's fuckery at its best. That is fuckery at its best. Orrin Hatch is saying, well, there's there's no money for the chip program. They, they're saying, so... <laughs> How much more billions did the military get? So, well, no, that's not important. They're saying that there's no money to pay for the children's health insurance program. Yeah. They added a bazillion dollars to the debt and deficit. Yep. And that's why they can't insure children. Okay? Now, Paul Ryan is talking about Medicare and Medicaid needing to be cut. Oh, my God. So they're going to cut... They're going to take 20 million Americans off of healthcare and then cut Medicaid, which is the only thing left. The only thing left. And how many millions is Trump spending with his, for his Secret Service so he can go spend a week in Mar-a-Lago? That's not important. And not doing his job? That is not important. Um, so... So the, so the problem is that you know, Congress is going back and forth. They need, they need approximately three, it's in the neighborhood of $3 billion a year. Jesus. In order to subsidize the close to 9,000, no, fuck, blah, blah, 9 million children on the CHIP program. So obviously, that, some kids' needs are greater than others, right? Some mm-hmm. some kid may need, but you know, a, some assistance with a walking device. Other kids need, you know, insulin for their type one diabetes. Uh, who I don't know, but or they need medication for the ADHD. Oh, and and everything in between, right? But they can't they can't spend the money on that. No, because no, no. they just gave rich people a tax cut. Yeah, but but think of all the jobs that are going to be created. <laughs> Said no. <laughs> said no entrepreneur ever yeah. who got a big tax break, hey, let's spend the money the government just gave me to hire new people. Exactly. They were like, talking. look about- at all this money I got. I'm going to give it to them. No, that's not the way it works. It's funny. They were talking about this. Uh, Tom and Cecil were talking about it on Cogdis. Uh, or I think it was, li- might have been this week. And they were saying, that's not what companies do. No. When, when companies get a windfall of a tax break, they don't just make more stuff. They have to do market research to see if the market will bear. Do they need more stuff? They're not just going to spend more money on people and stuff for the sake of it, because the market may not need it. Yeah. It's and it, it was it was a brilliant commentary that, that that they put out there on that because it's like it's it's the per, it's the perfect evidence that this tax break is not going to go to what Trumpelstilskin and his lackeys are saying it's going to go towards. Well, I mean, ever since the days of Reagan, we know that that doesn't work. The trickle down trickle theory, down, trickle down economics does not. Work. Does you not give work. money to rich people, they keep it. That's right. You give money to rich people, they get more rich. Yeah. 
and he's just increasing the divide. Yep. They're like this whole this whole tax plan is gonna is gonna shrink the middle class, increase the people below the poverty line. Yep. And the rich people, like him and his friends, are just gonna be even richer. They're gonna be just fine. So I saved the silver lining for the very last end. Seriously, the very last bit. Because meanwhile, are you lying in, to me? Nope, I'm not. <laughs> in fact, because meanwhile in Canada, as of January first, twenty eighteen. Yes. Prescription medication for people under the age of 25 is now covered in Ontario, Ontario yes. by OHIP+. Plus. So, there's one more thing we're doing right. Uh, what and is just, OHIP+, plus? I don't even know what so that is. So, OHIP, it's, um, it's basically just kind of, a, it's, a, it's a dumb slogan. I don't know why, I don't even know why they call it OHIP+. Plus. But basically, what it does is it extends and extra... OHIP, for those of you who don't know, is the Ontario Health Insurance Plan. Exactly. Um, but it goes to help people. So a lot of people, when they turn, when they become adults, they get kicked off their parents' insurance Yes. by the new insurance. Like, so if the parents have insurance, so <sighs> while children, they're covered under OHIP, right? And they may have extended benefits for things like prescription medication through their parents' insurance companies. Yes. Um, but when they turn 18, a lot of those, a lot of them get dropped off of that. But this is at a time they're leaving home, they're going to college or university, and they don't have, you know, they either the parents have to keep on paying for the medication. Like, let's say it's a kid who needs ADHD medication. Yeah. Or a kid who needs, uh, you know, insulin or puffers for their asthma. Those things can be hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month. Yeah. And now, it's just, it's, you know, it's paid for. Now, for everyone outside of Canada listening to this, um, it's not some magic utopia, Okay. We pay the fuck out of taxes for these benefits. Um, and I'm prepared to do it, and I'm prepared to pay more in taxes than we already pay. And you're not taking advantage of it. No. This is to help the rest of Canadians. Exactly. I, I, I have no one that, need, that benefits from this yeah. in my life. Exactly. But I am willing to pay it too. Exactly. Because... because it, it's what because happens it's a good. when we need it. Because it's a good. And it's a good, and what happens when we need to go yep. into the hospital? Exactly. And yeah, I mean, it's reciprocity. I mean, you get it back, and it's like paying it forward, right? It's 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 good karma, basically. Yeah, karma's <laughs> not a thing. But <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I I totally I totally agree. And this is something that uh, America. It's the right thing to do. America. Are you listening, America? <laughs> Hello, America. Pull your heads out of your asses and get on board with the rest of the civilized fucking planet and take care of people. It's not about fucking money. It's not about the fucking insurance companies. It's about caring for human fucking beings. Thank you. Our wait times are not ridiculous. No, it's the whole fucking thing is stupid. Oh, I'm <clears throat> remember the movie Sicko? Yeah. And if you think government healthcare, George H.W. Bush is like, if you think government healthcare is so good, ask a Canadian. Anyone, any American, listen to my voice, send me a message. Uh, we, we will Skype. I will pull out fucking, I will pull out medical records and bills and you can see, uh, you can, I'll give you all the information that I have, which is not very much, but uh, I'll give you any information you have. Like we, we don't have long waiting times. There's not, there's Use you Google. Know, it's, it's, it's your friend. You can find out that Americans pay more for worse 
healthcare. Yeah. America, the average age of Americans is lower than the average age of Canadians. We live longer and healthier. Yep. And pay less. Yep. And and, and countries like France and Great Britain. Per capita. Britain. Uh, France and, and yeah, Great France Britain. is their their healthcare is insane. It's yep. amazing. Yep. It's and even England. Like on sicko when he's leaving the hospital in England. Yeah. And he says, like, where do I, where am I paying? Where am I paying? And then as he's leaving, he sees cashier and he goes, ah, okay, there That's it right. is. And he walks up and he says, okay, so this is where I pay my bill. And they're like, no, this is where we give you money if you incurred any cost to get here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I take a cab here? Well, we re- reimburse you for that. Yeah, the whole thing. And we don't even have anything as We good don't as have that. anything. Yeah, we, we have to pay for our ambulance. We have to pay through yeah. the nose for friggin' parking, which they need to do something about. Yeah, that's it's an yes. impediment to healthcare. If you go to, the, if you spend all day at the at, at the hospital for whatever reason, yeah, that's like it can be thirty or forty like, bucks. Yeah, forty yeah. bucks, and uh, which is some, a lot. Uh, and if you have a sick, have if, you have a if you're sick, like an older uh, elderly yeah. person, you know, or if you have income, a sick family member and you have to go, let's say your your child is hospitalized for a week, yeah, that can be 200, 200, 200 bucks a week. It's ridiculous just for parking. Yeah, they they do have to do something about like, that. Like Meredith was in the hospital and I had to go there every day, and it was like ridiculous amounts of money every day. Yep, very very true. Yep. <sighs> well, that's guess is about halfway done. All the all the new shit that I dug out for this week, uh, and that's an hour and ten minutes. Well, there you go. So we, we got to will... talk next week. Got to talk about what's happening in Egypt. Yes, you have that story. I do. So you do that story next week. Okay, I'll give you homework. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So we are going to be back um, again this week. Um, Saturday or Sunday, depending on uh, what um, Meredith's schedule is like. Dean's uh, lovely wife. Mm-hmm. Well, well, she works on the weekends, but she gets home at the same time. Yeah, we'll put we'll put some together because we got to get uh, we got to get uh, caught up. Um, so we're not have too much of a backlog because we got to be at we got to celebrate our hundredth episode anniversary on time. I don't even know what that is anymore. It doesn't matter. Wait, it's hundredth episode. Yeah, in like okay, two years. So or something. next episode will be forty. Yeah. <laughs> You're already sixty episodes ahead. Exactly. I'm just I'm I'm excited. What can I say? Um all right. So I think that's enough trouble for us to get into for uh for this week. Um Yeah? Yeah? Yeah, okay, good. Thanks sorry. for listening, all those people around there, and sorry for the uh for the wait. Yeah, exactly. I know you've been chomping at the bit, so <laughs> listen to our lovely voices exactly. and stories again. Yeah, it's like uh it's like yeah, where's that syringe? Like I need I need my fix. I need I need my I need, <laughs> I need my fix. I need you my fix. You got any more of that Canadian 80s? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So we'll be back again later this week. Uh, and until that time, I have been Michael. I have been Dean. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This has been the CA. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please drop by the iTunes store and give us a review and subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they release. Just a reminder, the views expressed on this broadcast are solely those of the hosts and are for entertainment purposes only. Never take advice from two guys expressing an opinion on a podcast. That's just silly. See you back here soon.